this um, a person who I call my amiga will be sharing the word she is uh, sharing on one day closer amen today we are one day closer and keep pressing on so God bless you give us what the Lord has given you amen God bless you God bless you chapel of change are we alive this morning we are here and we are blessed. What an honor it is to share with you today's um, God's word. I believe the God is going to speak to us this morning. Are you ready for this morning's word? Amen. One day closer, pressing on. Tell the person next to you, we are pressing on. You are pressing on. I am pressing on. Amen. One day closer. And we're going to go to the word of God. And let me make sure that I put the time here. Because otherwise I'll have you here for three hours. Well, I'll be here. You'll be gone by, by the time I'm done, right? Um, let's go to the Bible. And let's go to the book of Luke. And we'll see what God has for us this morning. The book of Luke, chapter 13, verses 31 and 33. And hello to those who are viewing us online on Facebook or YouTube. And it's so nice to have you here in person. Smile to the person next to you because this is a beautiful, a beautiful thing to be together in the house of the Lord. Amen. Everybody has the word. Luke 13, verses 31 through 33. Pastor Brian has been taking us, we have been learning in regards to pressing on in this series. And um, the Bible says, on the book of Luke, chapter 13, verse 31. On that very day, some Pharisees came, saying to him, get out. This is, they were speaking to Jesus. On that very day, some Pharisees came saying to him, Get out and depart from here, for Herod wants to kill you. And he said to them, Go tell that fox. Go tell that fox. Behold, I cast out demons. I perform cures today and tomorrow. And the third day I shall be perfected. 33. Nevertheless, I must press on. Other uh, translation says, journey today, tomorrow, and the day following. For it cannot be that the prophet should perish outside Jerusalem. One Day closer pressing on we have been examining studying with pastor Brian what a confrontation Jesus had right almost at the end of his ministry Jesus ministry was three years from the age of 30 to 33 in three years that was his public ministry. And at this time, he was confronted by religious leaders. 
find that Satan is trying to distract and divert Jesus from, father's, from his father's plan. Jesus was on a journey. Jesus was focused. Jesus knew what he was going to do. And how many know that the devil always tried to stop or divert God's plan? It did it for Jesus and he will try to do it to us as well. So you're here because God wants to speak to your heart this morning. 2 Timothy 4.10 says, Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world. This is Paul speaking to Timothy. This is the letter that Paul, the, the spiritual father of Timothy, was saying to him. Demas has forsaken me. He abandoned me. Having love the present world. I wonder what was for Demas to forsake Paul. A man of God, a disciple. What did the world have for demons? For this man to forsake the man of God or God's plan for his life. I was just reading. How many of you know Billy Graham? He is a man that has impacted our nation and the world. He's a man that is known in America, and it's known in Central America, in North America, and in Europe. Well, let me tell you about a man who, in the case for faith, Lee Strobel talks about a man. His name is Charles Templeton. Charles Templeton was a pastor in Canada. And in the, in the late 30s, he met Billy Graham. They both came to Christ. They were, in, they were in this fellowship in which they were chosen to go to Europe and take the gospel of Jesus Christ. And they traveled, both evangelists, both serving God. But in the 1940s, when all these things was going on in the world, when the Jews were being persecuted, Charles Templeton started watching too many news. Started watching what was going in the world. And when he came from that weeks of preaching the word, if you see in history, you will see that there was thousands upon thousands of people coming to Jesus because these two men were preaching the gospel of Christ. There was a moment, remember we're talking about the destruction that Satan put in our lives. Charles Templeton came back and said, I don't think that I'm believing what I'm saying. I don't think that I believe that Jesus is the only answer to the world. I don't think that I believe what I'm saying. He was preaching so consistently, but he was preaching from a pulpit, but was forsaking her, his personal relationship with Christ. 
So he was diverted. He renounced his faith. He's Billy Graham, one of his best friends in the ministry, was diverted, loved the present world. So today, as we read what we just read on chapter 1331, Jesus was confronted. And I want us to focus on verse 32. What Jesus answered to the religious leader. What Jesus answered to those who come to try to divert you from the plan of God for your life. Whether it could be a doubt. See, God will not be taken if you say, God, help me believe. Because God is God. And God will demonstrate to you that he is God. See, the problem is not doubting. It's what you do with that. So we see that the tragedy of destruction was what Satan used for Charles Templeton. Billy Graham believed God. Billy Graham went on with the ministry God has given them. And through the years, where you will see your generation. You will see people that once they believe God and the world has destructed them. But you're here this morning. You know why you're here? Because you're pressing on. Because you keep pressing on. Because you got up this morning and you say, I don't care what my body feels. I don't care what my situation is. I will keep pressing on because I, I am one day closer. I am one day closer. Some are being diverted with the destruction of money. Beware. See, having money is not a problem. It's the love of money which is the problem. Some of us, Satan will want to distract us with relationship. When your boyfriend or your husband takes more time in your mind than the presence of Jesus Christ, there is an issue. I love my husband. He's back there. But I tell him he's not my life. I tell him God is my life. Because if God were to take him, am I going to die because he died? My children are my life. I have my daughter back there. BJ played the, the drums. But the destruction of relationship will not divert me to what God has called us to do. In his purpose. God has given us family to love on them. To teach them. To model love to them. But not for them to be our life. Some have been diverted with the destruction of careers. If I could only have my AA degree, I'll be better. If I could have my BA degree, I'll, I'll feel better. If I could have my master's, I will be better. If I could have my PhD, I will be better. Let me tell you, the, the, the titles on the walls will not make a difference when you are faced with that situation in your life. It's the word of God that makes a difference. And I'm not telling young people not to study because you need to present yourself approved. Go to the best university possible, but know who you 
serve. That your career will not be a distraction from what God has called you to do. So, with these next minutes I have, let's see what Jesus taught us. Verse 32, Jesus take a bold stand. See, the cross is empty. You know why? Because there is not a Jesus all weak that can't defend himself. The Jesus, the, the cross is empty because Jesus Christ is a powerful God. So he's not no timid man, nor baby baby. Jesus took a bold stand. This is one of the most radical, fierce statements Jesus ever made. He's telling a king, which is Herod, go tell the fox. Fox was a dirty animal. Like Pastor Brian LB translation will say, go tell that scumbag, I am not going anywhere. That's his word, Pastor Brian. I don't know if that's a bad word, but he said it. I think it's okay, right? Go tell Satan in your life that you're not going anywhere. What is it? Tell the Satan you're not going anywhere. It doesn't matter. Take a bold stand. What we see Jesus doing here is taking a stand under the threat of death. Jesus makes a bold stand against the power of darkness. You're here because you have, took, you have taken a stand against the darkness that have come against your life. If I were to sit with you, you have a story while you're here. And today, Jesus, we can learn that Jesus took a bold stand. All through the Bible, God, God called his people to take a stand. God calls us to stand together. Philippians 1.27 says, Conduct yourself in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or remain absent, I will hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit, in one striving together for faith of the gospel. There is a sister. Her name is Esther. That sister had to take a bold stand. His people, her people, the Jews, were threatened to be killed. And I don't have time, but if you go to Esther 4.16, she take a stand. See, she was the queen. She was a Jew. And she was the one closer to the king. So the, the person who had raised her said, Esther, you need to do something for our people. And this is what Esther answered. This is a bold stand because she was threatened to be killed. Her own, her own country was going to be killed. 
Maybe Satan have come against your family. And God says, I want you to stand in boldness against darkness. See what Esther said. Go gather together all the Jews who are in Susa. And fast for me. And I and my maids will fast as you do. I will go to the king. I will go to the king even though it's against the law. If I perish, I perish. She was decided. Because she knew that the law said no one can go to the king unless she's summoned by the king. She was taking a bold stand. And she knew that if she will die, she will die. Sometimes you just have to take a bold stand. Because God has called us to stand together. She just not fasted herself. She, she told the, the whole family, the maids, let's fast and let's pray. When is the last time that you told your family, let's fast and pray? we stand together the day before I was doing a conference for women that Friday night I go that Friday morning the house where we were living got burned and many of you know that but the next day remember pressing on one day closer Friday, the house get burned. Saturday, I had the conference. And my sister, who was the homeowner, that Saturday, I said, we're not going to cancel the conference. There's 120 women waiting for a word of God. And I remember... I had nothing to wear, so my friend Julixa bought me a dress that Friday night. My sister Rosie went to Sister Misty's apartment, got some shoes. She wore my mom's dress. And when we walked into the conference, I told the enemy, not today, devil. Not today. And I remember, I was dancing because only God knows what the night before was. And I was dancing. And someone was filming. And I, when I was, since I was dancing, don't judge when someone come and dance in the, in the altar. Because you never know what they're standing in boldness for. And someone made a comment. Look how the church is just like the world. Dancing. Sometimes you have to take a stand, a bold stand. And so when we stand together, it's when the victory comes. See, the, the enemy wants to divide us. You, if you're married, you know that. The enemy wants to divide us as a couple, as a married. The enemy wants to divide us as family. 
God wants to divide your family. The enemy wants to divide the family. Some of you are by yourself in the church at times. And God just wants to remind you one day closer to your victory. One day closer to your victory. Just stand together. Stand together. Stand together. Stand together. Stand together. Even if you don't like your husband, get his hand and say, let's pray together. Even if you don't like your wife, just get her hand. We're going to pray together. One day I was driving and my husband and I were like fighting, you know. Yes. And I remember that I said, in the name of Jesus, demon of division, I bind you right now. And the atmosphere changed. Because when we stand together, when we stand together, God will give us a breakthrough. One day closer to your victory, my sister. One day closer to your victory, my brother. One day closer. Keep pressing on. Keep pressing on. God has called us to stand firm in faith. 1 Corinthians 16, 13 says, be on the alert. Stand firm in the faith. Act like man or woman. Be strong. Be strong. Be strong, young people. Be strong. Take a bold stand for Jesus. Take a bold stand for your family. Take a bold stand in faith. When time gets rough, we're going to keep trusting God. When times get hard, we're going to learn his promises. Third, God calls us to stand against the spiritual attack. Against depression, against fear, against doubt, against worry. You could tell the enemy. Maybe you fooled me last year. Maybe you lied to me last month. But not today, devil. Not today. Because I am getting closer, closer, closer to the day of my victory. There is a song that I remember that I've gone through. Believing when God Caused the spiritual attacks. And it could come in different ways. For us and my husband. We had lost jobs. My son, my kids were in a private school prior to that. BJ was in his 12th grade. Playing football. And I, we couldn't pay anymore. And I just wanted him to finish that school because that was his football friends. It was his last year. And I said, Lord, just one more year so he could finish school. It's not about being at private school. I just wanted him to be okay because he was with his friends there. And I told my, my son, I said, well, he, he, does, he didn't know that until this week I shared with him. I said, I don't care what I need, need to do. And I went myself and, and, I, and I applied for this position <laughs> that it was to load boxes. 
I didn't get the job to load boxes. But my sister put a word for me. And I remember in the nighttime at 11, a, at 11 p.m., I will go. And after being years in my in, in a career as a banker, relationship banker, business banker, private banker, I had my office. I found myself in the back of a trailer loading boxes. And let me tell you, the spirit of attack came when the enemy will say, what? Where is your God? Where is your God? And I remember being in, in that because all, all the, it was kids, 18 and 19 years old. I never been in a place where the F word every, was every second. I was going like, oh my gosh. Every F, F, Pakai, F. And I could not understand. And it's like the enemy was laughing at me. Now, I'm not saying that's not a bad, a bad thing to do, to do that job. What I'm saying is that God had to take me there. Because he needed to know, I needed to know where my faith was. That I was a day closer, I was a day closer, I was a day closer to my victory. My son graduated from that school. When the spiritual attack comes, they don't come, like Pastor Brian says, in a, a, a man suited with a fork. No, the attack comes when you don't even expect it. But you need to stand against that and to finish up. If you say, how long must I stand, Sandy? I've been standing. I've been standing for 10 years. I've been standing for 20 years. How long do I stand, Sandy? Let me show you what the Bible says in Ephesians 6, 13, 14. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil, the day of evil comes. It doesn't say if the day of evil comes. It says when, because the enemy will not leave you. But God, the good news is God is fighting for you. God is fighting for you. God is fighting for you. Sometimes you just have to sing a song like I'm going to sing right now, Pastor Terry. I'm just kidding. I'm not. There is a song that I wasn't a teenager. My sister-in-law used to sing. And I don't know, I just know this, that he said, I am walking in my future. And my future looks better than it looks right now. I am walking in the future. And my future looks better than it looks right now. I am walking in my future. And my future looks better than it looks right now. Sometimes you just have to sing it. Sometimes you just have to walk it. But you're one day closer to the victory. Therefore, put on the former, the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand in your ground. And after you have done everything, stand firm. Then with that belt of truth, the belt 
The belt was the item that hold the whole armor. The belt was the most important item of the armor of the Romans. On the belt, and my time is up, goodbye. <laughs> to finish, in three minutes, Jesus focused on his victory. Thirteen thirty-two. Go tell that fox. Can you say to the not just to the person next to you, not to the person next to you. Get tell the fox. I will keep driving out demons. I will keep serving God. Am I in a back trailer? I will keep serving God. Do I don't have a house? I will keep serving God. I lost my job. I will keep serving God. I got sick. I will keep serving God. I'm a day closer. Tomorrow on the third day, I will reach my goal. This phrase today and tomorrow on the third day, reach my goal. What a divine highlighter that Jesus was putting there. What was Jesus' ultimate goal? Was the victory in the resurrection. The victory of his resurrection. Jesus said to them, the son of man is going to be delivered into the hands of man. But do not worry, they will kill him and he will be raised on the third day. How many of you need to be raised today? Maybe someone needed to hear that. Your day is closer. Keep pressing on. Your victory, your victory. Keep focusing in the victory. Every day I will go to that trailer. I was, I was in my tent. I was in some boots, in my blue jeans, in a t-shirt, in a cap. Every day I will be putting boxes on that trailer. I will say, I know my son will graduate from the 12th grade. I know my son will serve the Lord. I know my son will continue to love God. That's why when I see him praising God, I know. That when God wants you to focus, it's in the victory of the resurrection of your faith in your heart. The resurrection of the dream that has been dead. Because God said, I resurrected on the third day. You will get resurrected as well. Focus on the victory. I will keep preaching. I will keep preaching. I will keep being a woman of God. I don't care what the devil says. I will keep pressing on. Because my day is closer when I see Jesus. When the church. The day is closer. The day is closer. The day is closer. Don't focus on your purpose, not in your pain. Focus on your future not in your frustration focus on your healing and not on your hurt with every eyes closed Hebrews 12 2 for the joy that was set before him endured the cross Jesus focus on the victory of his resurrection. Philippians 3.14 I press on toward the goal. 
to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. It is good enough for me, and I hope it's good enough for you, that you keep pressing on, because you're one day closer. You're one day closer, don't give up. One day closer, Brother Victor. One day closer, Sister Rosa. One day closer, Pastor Phil. One day closer. One day closer. And as you meditate how God spoke to you, I'll give five seconds and allow the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for we are one day closer. We are one day closer, pressing on. You've called us, God, to stand together as a church, as a family. You've called us to stand in our faith. You've called us to stand against the spiritual attack. For today on, we will fo focus as you did in the third day, the victory. Holy Spirit, resurrect, resurrect the heart, resurrect the dream, resurrect a life resurrect the dead in the spirit by the power of the Holy Spirit by the power of the Holy Spirit I speak into your life I speak into your power I speak into your victory keep pressing on we are one day closer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And with that, I'm going to give it to Pastor Martin as he comes and share with us some announcements. Come on, give the Lord some praise. You know, you just got to.